0: Welcome to the Wired for Success podcast, your show for ambitious, mission-driven entrepreneurs who want to build million-dollar businesses without sacrificing their health, relationships or happiness, who understand that in order to build their empire, they need a solid foundation and that the more they are thriving, the more their business is thriving too. This show brings you the very best from science, self-development and entrepreneurship to set you up for sustainable success. Hi, I'm Claudia Garbert, the scientist-turned-mindset and high-performance coach for entrepreneurs, and I help you get wired for success. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wild for Success podcast, where we talk about all things science, self-development, and entrepreneurship that help you get to that next level of success in your life and business. And my guest today is Jonathan Fodera, an entrepreneur, author, business coach, and business financing expert who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs get over $500 million in funds. He founded Integrated Business Financing, which is a small business lending marketplace that specializes in getting businesses into the best financing programs they qualify for. Jonathan also owns two gyms and multiple real estate investments and actively invests in digital assets. So get ready to learn a few things about entrepreneurship, finance, and business today. Welcome, Jonathan, and thank you so much for being on my show today.
1: Claudia, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: This is going to be so much fun. But before we get too deep into the world of business financing, I would like to just take a step back and talk about your entrepreneurial journey so far, because as we, as we all know, we usually get to see people's highlight reels on social media. But what I'm really interested in is just telling the backstory that led to that success. So I want the listeners to understand that entrepreneurship is a journey with its ups and downs and lots of challenges along the way. So can you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey so far and how you ended up doing what you're doing today?
1: Absolutely. Uh, So nothing, uh, being an entrepreneur feels like sometimes nothing ever can go smooth or right? And it's going to be a lot of times that, you know, you have to take a step back and almost reevaluate where everything is at Uh, i'll give you an example so i worked for a fintech company and i decided to partner up with a few people uh early i would probably say nine years ago and we just had different core values the company the firm was very very successful but i found out one of the main owners was uh embezzling so i had to leave Uh, so took a step back reset started again uh, with another fintech uh, company running and building internal sales and then i met someone else that basically had the opposite skill set and i thought everything would work but they also had the opposite opposite work ethic and spending habits so that didn't necessarily mesh either and Uh so i had to instead of going and and finding somewhere else in between this journey, I just rebranded to integrated business finance. Um, That was a little bit more amicable than than the first. But there were definitely challenges along the way where where you have to basically build a company or rebuild a company from scratch, even though you have the blueprint. So that was uh, interesting, it was challenging, but it also makes you better, It makes you sharper. And when you realize what went wrong, you can learn from those mistakes and ultimately rebuild, right? So Mm -hmm. all along the way, I I realized that I had to learn how to uh, effectively market, how to build a team, how to put systems in place that work for everybody. And without those missteps, I would not be able to do what I've done today with integrated for sure.
0: So important. Uh, What you said there about core values, especially, it's something that reminds me about marriage as well, right? You have to find the people with the same core values, because that's what helps build those long lasting relationships or builds that sustainable success in the long run. Because if you are too different uh, in regards to your core values, that's going to lead to a clash, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of that has to do with also vision. I mean, I could not build. We prior to the show, we were talking about some of the challenges of um, having a family and running a business and doing things like this. And without a built in support system, it's it makes it much more difficult, much more challenging. So you kind of can't look at everything as, you know, individual pieces. Even though they are individual pieces of your life, it should all blend into one vision, one mission, and they have to work together for you to have the type of success that you want to achieve.
0: Yeah, you have to to align and integrate all those different bits and pieces to create this whole that works. (laughs) Exactly. Now, when you look at that journey, what do you consider your biggest successes in your life or your business so far?
1: That's a really great question. I would say, first and foremost, my my kids, right? I'm very proud of them. Uh, It's something that, you know, brings me a lot of joy. And that's why we do what we do. That and to make the impact with entrepreneurs, I think, seeing businesses and taking businesses that, you know, are in the first five years and getting them from seven to eight figures or eight figures to nine figures with, you know, certain things that we can advise with, we're not just a a lending firm that brings me a lot of joy as well so you know there is a little bit of a balance there hey at home i'm present i have this beautiful family and then at work it's very very rewarding to help entrepreneurs grow because when you help that business owner it's not just that business owner it's his family it's everybody that works for him and it's that surrounding community so to see that level of success and to get to do that every day is a blessing
0: Mm, yeah those positive ripple effects they are amazing but where there's light there must be shadow right and you already hinted at a few of those challenges so w- looking back what do you consider some of the maybe biggest mistakes or just challenge and what are some of the core lessons that you have learned from them
1: that's a great question so if you look personally at me not widespread mistakes but personally at me i someone once told me that hey you need to believe that you can do this yourself and that you don't need to take on a partner because when i take it on partners in the lending business it, it it really just hasn't worked out right and so when you have equity versus debt equity is always way more expensive Right. And it's not as easy to unwind where if it's debt, it's a lot easier to unwind when the company has massive success. The debt is paid off and it's not an ongoing uh, distribution challenge. So a little bit more belief in myself, a little bit more self-development early on as it relates to entrepreneurship would have really, really been. Uh, a key that I wish if I could go back in time, I probably should have taken those steps. Uh, other than that, I don't really regret anything because of the lessons I've learned, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I am i would be where I am today if I had learned those, you know, if I, if I knew that, right? So part of it is that journey of learning and growth in order for you to fully appreciate where you are today.
0: Did you ever work with the coach to help you in those early days? Or did you just try to figure it all out on your own?
1: I worked with yeah, group coaching. I worked with Ryan Stuman, Andy Frisella, Ed Mylett. I still work with Andy, Ed, and Ryan. Um, so I have had coaches in, I would say, the last five years. But the f- early years, no, I didn't. It was yeah. mostly mostly reading and, you know, what you could find in certain clips. Whereas the last five years, it's been a lot more coaching, still with still a lot of reading. Uh, and I, you could see that when you do work and align with the right people, it gets a lot easier, right? Having that coach to guide you, have, having someone that has built something that you, you're trying and striving to build really allows you to do it one faster And I I won't say easier because it's nothing you're going to do. Nothing worthwhile is going to be easy, but it increases your learning curve and kind of decreases the mistakes as long as you're, uh, you know, knowledgeable and applying everything and executing everything the way it should be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about motivation for a moment. What would you say is the biggest driving force behind your success?
1: The biggest driving force is the impact I want to make. Right. When I get to help and work with entrepreneurs and I see them have success, that really, really is what I'm striving to do. And then it's building out a team that can do that. So we can obviously impact a lot more people. And at the end of the day, everybody does it for impact in their family, right? Yeah. You want to be the example for your kids. You want to give them a life that, you know, you, you know, you dreamed of, but you also want them to learn from what you're doing. So I I will say that one of the coolest, one of the most rewarding things that I have seen is I'm watching my kids, my eight-year-old adopt some of my habits, working out in the morning, reading at night, he wants to start a business. So I'm gonna help him start a business, first a lemonade stand. And then um, I bought a, uh, for our clients, we give a, a gift, and i bought a machine that he's going to use and and also make certain things with so watching them adapt and uh take on some of the habits that have made me successful is also very very rewarding so make sure if you run a business include your kids they're (laughs) going to learn a lot more they learn from watching
0: that is so true they see you do the things and then they adopt the same habits it's so funny that you mentioned that because uh, my son is doing breath work with me in the mornings. He sometimes goes for a run with me and he just starts to adopt those little habits that will be like super uh, beneficial for him in the long run. It's it's stuff that kids usually don't get to see and don't get to do. I mean, he's probably the only one doing that in his entire class, but eventually he will figure out that why it's so good and why he likes doing it. And this is also super interesting because one of the things that I help, um, clients with is I help them understand those driving forces behind their success because sometimes those driving forces can actually be very detrimental in the wrong, in the long run. Okay. So that might sound totally weird and counterintuitive. So let me just give you an example of what I'm talking about. So for instance, someone might have built this super successful company. Um, and is doing very well financially. But nonetheless, they just feel super uninspired and unfulfilled. And there could be so many different reasons for that. Like maybe they only built that success, uh, that business to prove their worthiness to their parents. That's something that happens a lot. Or maybe they were just chasing someone else's dream. Or maybe they chose to build a business in a field that they are good at, but they don't actually love. It just felt like a safe bet to them. So there are lots of different reasons why they might be feeling the way they do. And this can become a real problem because they are now just going through the motions, feeling miserable, and having a really hard time opening up about this because they don't want to seem spoiled and ungrateful. The dialogue in their head might go something like, who am I to complain I have achieved everything and yet I still feel miserable. Something must be seriously wrong with me and I better pretend that everything is fine because no one is going to understand. So is that something that you've either experienced yourself or noticed in some of your business coaching clients too?
1: That's a that's very very deep and I have found that to be true when things aren't aligned. Right? When you don't if you don't truly enjoy the impact you're making or you're in the wrong type of business for whatever reason yes there there can be a little bit of resentment it's almost like drag uh it it drags you down personally and it gives you like and your life resistance right so i haven't because this is what i've known i i like watching other people have success i coached uh, high-level ice hockey i loved helping other people win and achieve their goals and Building a team, and I feel like business and and my mindset with what we do and my team's mindset is much of the same. Is this is this is why we're doing this, and this is how it helps. Versus, you know, what you said is, hey, this is something I'm good at, but I don't necessarily enjoy. I think it's very important to enjoy what you're doing. You have to be a hundred percent aligned with your business because. If, you, if not, it might not be one, it might not be day one, it might not be you know, year five, it could be year 10 and you wake up and you're absolutely miserable and you don't know why. So that is a danger and a trap I see a lot of people fall into. And typically when, when I've noticed that is when someone has like five different or 10 different businesses that they're a part of or working on, right? Right. Business is, is challenging enough if you if you've done like 10 different ventures in the last year and you're just not an and you're actually an operator not an investor that should be a telltale sign that you know you're going to have it could be um resistance or drag because you're not aligned in what you're doing
0: good point Yeah, I think it's very important to bring more awareness to these kind of situations and to let people know that it's okay to feel the way they feel and to just openly talk about these situations because there's nothing wrong with these people. They are not spoiled. They are not ungrateful. Um, If they're unable to enjoy their success, they're just out of alignment. And that is something that they can fix, right? So Really understanding where your internal motivation and drive come from can be a huge relief for people and just help them pivot so that they can build the life and business they actually enjoy because it makes a huge difference if we if we create from a place of lack, fear, and unworthiness or from a place of joy, abundance, and flow. Okay. Now that we know a little bit more about you, let's switch gears and talk about your business and how you help your clients. So who is your ideal client and what exactly do you help them with?
1: That's a great question. So our ideal client is a business owner that is actively seeking growth and wants to make sure that they are set up properly for long-term success. And the reason why we don't really pin it down, you know, by credit, by gross annual revenue or anything along those lines is because of the amount of programs that we have and that we can help people with. So what we do a lot differently than anybody else is we collect, we do an internal um, kind of advisory service. We do a soft credit pull, a business credit pull. We process at least six months of business bank statements and then we go and re-review it with our clients and we'll figure out, you know, hey, maybe it's an SBA loan. Maybe it's a line of credit. Maybe it's both, right? Every business should have a line of credit, but we want to figure out where they are, where they're trying to go and how best we can get them there. And the difference being banks have very limited options and it's they take a long time. A lot of people that, I'll give you an example, a lot of people that are business to business, everybody wants a line of credit, but usually the person that's business to business that's being held back by growth, asking for that line of credit really needs a program called invoice factor. Why? Because they're net 15, net 30, net 45, and they're constantly waiting to get paid. And because they're waiting to get paid, they're always looking for money or they're turning down jobs. So we put the things in place to allow them to grow. Another thing we'll do is we'll do a review of their payment processing if they're accepting credit cards. A lot of times we can save them 90% of what they're currently paying. And so we just try to optimize their business to hit their goals and grow long term, you know, uh, equipment financing. This is another one. A lot of people will pay for equipment with cash or maybe use their their line of credit that they have set up. And that's not the right way to do it with when you need to buy a piece of equipment. You really should be using equipment financing because it builds comparable debt. And having comparable debt will allow you to get better terms in the future because it shows that you can afford and you're willing to pay for equipment over, let's say, three to five years, as opposed to you know just putting it on a line of credit. So we try to educate our clients, advise them, and help them achieve their goals through a lot of different, many different types of programs. And that's that's really what we do in a nutshell. I love doing it. Um, and I can tell you, I, I we catch a lot of mistakes and, and pick up a lot of opportunities for clients uh, just because everybody on my team is very, very experienced in the season.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. So the main difference between integrated business financing and going to a bank is that you do more of you have more of an advisory role and it's it, faster, or how it, would you describe it?
1: I would say it's faster with a with way more options and there's the advisory piece, right? right. So if we get everything in, think of, like I'll give you an example. We, I think we had seven or eight people come in last night. They, they will have their review by 11 o'clock this morning. And wow. we'll start. Yeah, we'll start working on options for them. Uh, depending on a line of credit, we'll, we could probably get wrapped up in a day or two. Uh, term loan, you know, three days. The only program that really takes a, a a long time for us is an SBA loan, and we've been doing a couple of those in in fifteen business days. So we really strive to work quickly and have our clients on the same page with everything that we're doing, meaning they understand why we're going for certain programs they understand how it's going to help them and they know the next steps that they have to take after to grow their business so basically to execute on what we've done and to align themselves in the future for the next round of uh growth whether that's financed or whether it's just organic because they're they've had that increase in in revenue
0: That sounds amazing. Now you mentioned that you are sometimes able to cut payment processing costs by up to 95%, which sounds amazing. So how does it work?
1: Well, a lot of people do not know that you can. So think about why anyone, any consumer uses a credit card or any business uses a credit card. Why? Because they want to stack points, right? I mean, I have more points than I can count on several different cards. There's a cost to those points. So what uh the client or the business owner can do is they can pass the fee over to their client or to their customer, mm-hmm. right? So there's typically a fee that's called cash discount. So we can either set them up with cash discount or traditional and still save them money. But either way, they're gonna they would pass the fee with cash discount to their client and then all in they might pay 25 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month total no matter how much they process, or they could do traditional and then we'll just bring the rate down. And the reason we're able to do this is because everything we do is volume-based and and wholesale. Mm -hmm. right? So we wanna just make sure our clients are set up to win, set up to increase their profits and revenue. And we take a long-term approach working with our clients, build that relationship and do the right thing by people and they will never leave. Most of our most of our business, I would say 85% is referral based right now. And that's oh, with wow. a giant marketing budget.
0: That's amazing. Now, what would what advice would you like to give to other entrepreneurs who are maybe just about to set up their business? How can they do that so that they're set up for long-term success and how can they avoid some of the most common mistakes?
1: <laughs> Great question. Um I would, if we're talking startup at the startup phase, one, make sure you're well capitalized or as capitalized as possible upfront. Two, make sure you have strong personal credit. Three, make sure you actively focus and build your business credit, which is very, very hard to do. It's something that we offer for clients, but having strong personal credit, being well capitalized, working on your business credit, And then having the right payment processing setup, meaning I wouldn't use uh, an aggregator like Square, or Stripe, or PayPal, all right, because they're expensive and they can hold your money for 180 days for basically no reason at all. And it's very hard to have customer service. It's just very easy to set up, right? So those four things, along with actually having a great plan, right? So if you can constantly over-deliver for your clients, you know, Andy always talks about you know, everybody wants to bring on a thousand clients at once. The right mindset would be work on one client, make sure they have a, you over deliver and it's a wow experience or a wow factor because that one client can turn into two. And then if you can do it with two, you can do it with four and then four to eight. When you focus on the actual results that your clients get and the experience that they have, it is much easier to grow and scale. And you're going to have uh, client loyalty which will dramatically like it makes business a joy when you work with the same people over and over and, and they rave about you you want to create raving fans as clients and that's not easy to do in in this space right it, think about l- lending it's kind of boring to most people um, but if you can do it if I could do it in this space you can do it in any space
0: Great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, client, client retention is probably the thing that can help so many people because it's so much cheaper than having to acquire a new customer, right? So if you work on the delivery part, you set yourself up for success. Now, I mentioned in the intro that you also invest in real estate and digital assets. So can you tell us a little bit more about this? What does your investment strategy look like? And why have you chosen to invest in these two investment types specifically?
1: Well, real estate is is always going to be in demand. Right. Particularly, I, I invest in multifamily, anything mm-hmm. from you know two units to, to 10 units. Uh, potentially more depending on if it's the right deal. People will always need a place to live. The reason I don't like single family and I like multifamily is single family, if something happens to the main income earner, it puts everything at risk. Whereas in multifamily, it allows a little bit more of a safety net. Mm-hmm. So one, it's a hard asset. Two, it's a cash flowing asset. And three, it's not going anywhere, Right. It it will fluctuate, but if it's bringing in cash flow uh, uh, above what that mortgage is, you're in really good shape. Uh, The digital assets, I I really don't want to advise too much on that, uh, but I think certain digital assets are are very, um, will be a a very good investment long term based on what's going on with uh, the current economic climate and currencies in general right? I think that blockchain is going to be here to stay. I don't think I mean, I know that I think everybody knows that Uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of countries come out with uh, central bank digital currencies to speed up transactions. There's also, you know, a, a factor of control for them that I'm not a fan of, but I don't want to get too deep into that. So I think the biggest thing is you want to invest in a wide Uh, array of of variety of assets and the best way to do that is really a little bit every week if you can put in let's just say you make ten thousand dollars a month well if you can put in 500 a week into various assets where it doesn't even hit your account and it just just goes right out that accumulation over time
0: Mm -hmm.
1: will help you build a tremendous amount of wealth
0: yeah, the compound effect is amazing.
1: <laughs> Correct. Otherwise, if you're going to sit there and try to time everything, yeah. uh, you're really going to stress yourself out. And it's something I stress the people we work with, too, you know, because right. you never know what can happen. And by you doing that, you have a, a safety net, if you will, right? You're, you're self-reliant, you're self-dependent um, as time goes on.
0: Yeah, I mean, after discussing investments, we'll probably have to have some sort of legal disclaimer. So here we go. Dear listeners, as you all know, nothing you hear on this podcast is to be regarded as investment advice. It's intended for educational purposes only. Here we go. (laughs) And you are responsible for doing the research and for deciding which investment option is right for you. Now with that out of the way, uh, <laughs> where can our listeners find you online if they would like to learn more about you and your work?
1: Absolutely. So if you on Instagram and on Facebook, it's just Jonathan Federa. And if you'd like to go to my company website, it's integrated uh, on YouTube. It's just look up integrated business financing, subscribe. I put out a ton of content about growing your business. And um, if you want to work in my coaching program, hit the integrated business financing website and it'll say coaching and join. I'd love to have you. Claudia, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on today. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed this.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I really enjoyed it too. So again, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your successes and your challenges with us today, and for all those great tips and insights. So I really appreciate it. Take care and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Wired for Success podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a sec to rate and review my show or share it with a friend. That way you can support the show and help me reach and support other entrepreneurs like yourself as well. If you would like my help to figure out how you can go from overwhelmed and overworked hustler to empowered and confident leader, check out my website at www dot wired for success dot solutions and book a free 20-minute strategy session with me. Can't wait to help you get wired for success. Until next time, take care. Bye.